All right, and we're live. All right, guys. So this is Tony and Drew. This is the Handsome Boys. That's how you say it, right? Yep, exactly yeah. correct. Yeah. All right, hell yeah. So uh, tell me a little bit about y'all guys. Tell me, uh, Tony, you go first, and then Drew, and then just tell me about your, yourselves. Okay, yeah. So um, uh, we both live in Arizona at the moment. I've been here for about 10, 10 years. No, 15. 15 years. Uh, originally from Wisconsin, actually. That's where I went to school. I uh, went to college there, and then I came out here. Um, I uh, am a designer, and that's my, my day job outside of music. And so I uh, came out here to do work, doing design, and uh, have been DJing since about 1998. I started doing vinyl uh, all through college, and then uh, have just been doing a lot of DJing out here since I got out here, and and, uh, and then I met up with Drew about a year ago, yeah. and uh, we, we uh, got to, got together over our love for music, love for uh, the same type of music, didn't realize we all had the same friends, and um, just started to get together to try to make some music happen, and uh, that's, that's how we formed Handsome Boys. And I'll let Drew do his little... All right, for sure. So, uh, Drew, I'm from Arizona, uh, bounced around, did the Navy. I was a hospital corpsman in the military for six years. So I bounced around the U.S. Um, then went to college out there in Texas, went to Trinity Valley Community College, got my undergrad, uh, went to University of Oklahoma and Northwest Missouri State for my, <laughs> for my bachelor's degree. And then uh, went back out to Texas to Stephen F. Austin State for my for part of my graduate degree and got a degree in mathematics and education. Met up with Tony after that, moving out here, um, back home with my parents and everybody and uh, connected with a bunch of guys that actually DJed and played music called uh, Wash. And that's how we actually got introduced to each other was through mutual friends. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. yeah, that's crazy. And I, <laughs> that's yeah. wild. And I actually didn't even make any of this music before. Like I've literally learned about, I guess, EDM and house music and dance music as it was in the last five to six years. Cause I did cheerleading and gymnastics and all this stuff. And that's more pop music. And that's how I got into it is I produced a uh, cheerleading routine music and dance routine music. And then wow. a couple of were like, dude, you should try making dance music. And so I, kind of started making the transition there and i uh i was d i was djing mostly hip-hop all hip-hop shows um trying to bring in more of like a like keys and crates style into hip-hop out mm -hmm. here did a lot of nights um played with uh played with a band um <laughs> and uh we did actually south by southwest oh wow so I've been doing a lot of yeah doing a lot of uh a lot of stuff in the hip-hop scene but like the dancing, I kind of, I had some residencies here and there at some clubs, but um, they were mostly kind of like, you know, cocktail lounges and that sort of gig. And so needed more of an outlet to, I wanted to do like more dance style music because it's what I, I love. And I mean, not that I don't love hip hop, but the scene just gets a little uh, repetitive. Um, you know, I think there was people just not doing things that are really trying to push the scene very much. Yeah, yeah. Most and, definitely, uh, yeah, man. 
Yeah. So, so, and we just like, that's how we basically got to talking, just like old hip hop, like 90s hip hop and 90s hip hop. <laughs> Early two thousands hip hop, good hip hop, and then know? and then like sort of yeah, the back when the, it ran the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know. And then you know we then we started talking more of like uh, you know late two thousands the dance scene that was coming out more of when like disco was starting to become a track started kind of moving over into the dance scene. I think we just started really connecting on that and just like you know. It's one of those relationships where you're like, oh, I like this person. And they're like, oh, yeah, of course you do. Oh, yeah, I love this person. Oh, yeah, you, I do too. And then we just started DJing together a little bit. And then uh, it, it was just, yeah, totally clicked. That's what's up, so. man. And that's uh, that's cool. That really links up to where your, uh, your G-House influence comes in. Um, exactly. Yeah, you can really hear it in the music itself. It's really cool, man. That makes a lot of sense, and it's cool to draw that parallel between the two because uh, dance music with a little bit of rap vocals, fucking legendary. <laughs> legendary. Oh, good. There's just groups that had been doing it so well. Like, I mean, even Pace Rock back in the day, like all these, you know, Miami, the Miami scene, like just they knew how to make hip hop and dance music. And we yeah. yeah and we just saw there was you know a lot of people out here definitely playing like a lot of deep house a lot of you know just kind tech. of techno tech house yeah and you know we like lyrics we like we like a vibe we like people we want somebody to have something to yell back at us you right know I mean? right yeah there's something yeah. because that that's adds to the party and that's what yeah. this is about it's about bringing a good vibe in a party you know atmosphere yeah most definitely man yeah it's always fun when uh you can play not even the top 40 track just something that most people know but not everybody and you know half the crowd is sitting there screaming right back at you the damn lyrics and you're just like god yeah <laughs> i mean i play a lot like i play a lot of weddings that are just not word of mouth like i won't play like you know, they're friends of friends, you know, and they're just like, play what you want because yeah. they know I'm going to play. I'll play something to get your grandma to dance at the beginning of the night. And then she's still <laughs> dancing at the end of the night. There you go. And like, you know, I think that's where we both come from. Like we want approachable dance music. That's still good. You know, like we want you to walk by the stage <laughs> going to another stage and be like, wow, that looks like a fun party. And then you forget that you're going to the other stage because you come to yeah. stay at our stage. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, most definitely. Up. Yeah. And that's crazy too. Um, I've, I've got, I want to circle back to the wedding. Uh, cause I have a wedding story that I think you'll both get a good chuckle out of, yeah. but, um, yeah, no half of the battle, not even, uh, in person online is visuals. Like yeah. if sure. someone thinks that your set looks cool. Your cover art looks cool. The crowd bobbing to you looks cool. They're nine, nine times out of ten gonna go check it out over, you know, just the next thing that's just there. Right, for sure. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, there's documentaries, not documentaries, there's interviews and stuff where people have found their favorite band just because they see the cover art. And they buy the CD or they download or stream the CD, you know, the song now. Visuals is a huge component, man. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously a lot of my part in the group, For too. Sure. Is, uh, so I'm like, a, I have my own design business. I do freelance design, mostly in the restaurant industry and mm -hmm. cocktail bar scene. 
I mean, all of it kind of wraps itself into each other when you're in the DJ night nightclub scene. And so I like visuals and art and design is like a huge part of it for me. And for us, I mean, that's how we've talked about is like, we're already talking about what our stage is going to look like, you know, starting out from the, yeah, yeah. Our, our album artwork. I mean, it's just all so important. And I think it adds to everything that you do and you need good people around you, you know, helping you as well, kind of do some of that stuff. Yeah, most definitely. And I love that you guys have the, uh, the variation of the smiley face. It's an iconic logo in itself. And then when you can change it and make it your own, dude, it's so easily recognizable. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've definitely seen that people love it and we like, we didn't make it a point to not show ourselves or mm -hmm. show our faces. I mean, just quarantine naturally happened and we didn't have photos of us playing shows. Right. Photos of us, like even a photo shoot or anything. So we just started slapping the, the smiley face. We call him Richard H. Smiley. Um, <laughs> and uh, he, we just started putting him on everything. And that's kind of our, our deal is like, I think it's just a good element, a graphic element that, you know we can use to really brand ourselves and and um make it more yeah. than just the music you yeah know? make it a fun thing especially like social media and stuff like it just gives us a good way to kind of um use it in those 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 aspects and yeah yeah most definitely man i mean uh someone can be walking down the street and have uh you said it was richard h smiley <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they can have yeah they can have him on the shirt Right. And you easily know, you know, if you know that smiley face, if you know Mr. Smiley there, then uh, you're going to know, hey, these motherfuckers be jamming handsome boys. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's exactly it, you know. So we wanted to start off from the beginning to, you know, you got to you gotta fake it till you make it. That's kind of the deal, you know. <laughs> Shit, you really you gotta, I feel look, that. For yeah, sure. and you got to present the brand, so... Yeah, that or have a fucking million dollars. <laughs> exactly. Hell yeah, man. Let's circle back on the wedding stories, man. So I DJed at a wedding one time, and uh, this is the same wedding, all right? So the bride wanted to walk down to uh, the Imperial March from Darth Vader, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So I was like are you sure you want to do this? And they're like, yes. And I was like, all right. So I queued that motherfucker up. I played it. She goes walking down. Everyone's like, Oh, this is badass. You know, whatever, whatever. Right. That part was cool. And that's all that's rememberable. Cause that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? No one else has done that, that I've seen. I'm sure it's on YouTube, but whatever. <laughs> and, uh, I should have walked down the aisle to Shit. And then uh <laughs> later on that same night, dude, uh they were coming up and they're like, Hey, you know, uh do you have, you know, uh I like big butts and you know, we want some pussy and shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man, yeah. and I was like, I mean, yeah, I can play this, but your grandma's over there and she was like, right. Fuck it, she's drunk, let's go. And so I started playing that shit. Dude, the grandma was out there twerking, bro. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I mean, you gotta get, you gotta give them what they want. Yep. Yeah, and when you, you when you get grandma's twerking, you're doing a good job. <laughs> exactly. Hell yeah! Oh, I just heard a can pop. What y'all drinking? Uh, I'm drinking a. Well, I was drinking a Corona seltzer. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, what flavor? 
uh, tropical lime. Okay. I haven't had the Corona w- uh, ones yet. They're pretty good. They're not too bad. There's uh, I don't, the I don't think that one. Yeah, is the coconut bomb. one is the best. Okay. It's like uh, suntan lotion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, and, my uh, uh, my girl loves coconut. And I'm drinking a Two Brothers uh, Love of Hops IPA, which okay. is not usually my drink of choice. So <laughs> oh, we're usually that. drinking old fashions over here. We actually just had a couple of dirty martinis, and now we got. Take it back a notch. All right. Okay. I see y'all. I see y'all. I'm a I'm a whiskey man, and then uh, huh. yeah, I'm a Shiner beer drinker, man. That's a it's a Texas beer. Uh, it's yeah. really good. It's yeah. delicious. It's got a nice sweet finish to it. Oh yeah. Uh, we can get it out here, which is nice. Oh, so. that is badass. Hell yeah. Y'all get y'all get the different flavors too. Yeah, we do. Oh man, yes. Being in Texas, man, in Oklahoma, they've got them all over the place. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, I actually have a collection of uh, Shiner bottles. I have, uh, God, I think 20-something different flavors. Oh, That's nice. awesome. Yeah, it's pretty badass, man. Uh, but yeah, are y'all are y'all big uh, alcohol drinkers? Like, do y'all drink a lot? Like, not drunks, but like, do you con- are yeah. you a connoisseur? <laughs> no, uh, we do. I love, like blushes. I said, old fashions. That's my, that I'm from Wisconsin. We love old fashions. Right. I love I, I do a lot of design in the cocktail industry, so it's like that cocktails are my jam. Hell I yeah. do uh, I do design for a um, a brewery out here too. Maybe okay. we'll send you some beers. Hey, yeah, you just let me know. Do you want to shout out the brewery? Yeah, it's called Walter Station Brewery. All right. The uh, best beer is called Hazing Arizona IPA. Hey, I like that. I love that. I love when they play off the shit, man. I love it, dude. <laughs> Can, the can is is super dope too. We'll we'll get you some and we're gonna send them to you. For sure, sure, man. Hey, hell yeah, I appreciate that. You just let me know, man. I'm about it, about it, uh, man. So tell me what. So I know that you talked about transitioning from rap and hip hop and its golden days, man, to the dance music now, which honestly is you could say it's in its golden days with how much production is out and just how much talent is out there. What yep. what like what really just made y'all pick house itself i know you said abstract started kind of going towards it and a lot of y'all's influences was it just that or did y'all just feel the rhythm of house over you know trap or dubstep like what was like almost like the roots of it i'm like it i mean i'm sure it's me i i lay down all the beats first most of the time and most of the time they end up in house or breaks okay you know what i mean like yeah and it's uh, what is it? 126 or 128 BPM is about where your heartbeat rests at, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know what I mean? So it's just, it sinks with your body and everything. Like you feel it deep within yourself. Like, and I, and I'm saying this as somebody, I normally DJ by myself as drizzle and I throw down dubstep trap and just that heavy stuff, like headbanging stuff. But I don't know. I, I love to make house because of the groove of it and it just the feel of it. Most definitely, man. I feel you completely with that, man. I uh I started off with trance in my early days and uh I migrated through, you know, electro and big room and all that stuff. And I settled on house about two thousand fifteen. You know, uh house, uh tech house, techno, disco, man. I love disco. Disco yeah. is amazing. <laughs> 
And it's so easy to sample too, man. Disco is completely underrated. And it's so funny because it's um it's kind of making a resurgence, man. Which I mean, everything comes around and goes around, you know what I'm saying? But it's so funny to look at the history of everything. Uh even house music cuz house music kind of went off of disco whenever disco was getting burned at baseball fields and shit. Detroit. <laughs> yeah, man. Kiss Army just destroyed disco. disco. <laughs> yeah. But created some beautiful music after that. Yeah. House is amazing and what Purple Disco Machine's doing with introducing that style to everybody as well as side piece has like that flavor mixed with you know, tech and then a track always like, I feel like his roots are disco. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think like, you know, we also all just, Oh, we like this. We like that. Yeah, we like this. Like, and over the years, you're just like, man, I, I like house music, like right snowballs where you're like, I like this. I like this or like disco. I love disco. I'm a huge like vinyl funk. collector, I like, you know I mean? I'm, but it's all house really. Yeah. Like, really? So most definitely. yeah, most definitely, man. It's house music is the tree and then the other genres are just the limbs, man. It's, exactly. it's crazy, man. So let's get into the nitty gritty, man. So you released or y'all released 10 tracks last year, right? Yeah, man. Tell me, <laughs> tell me about the grind that went into that. Cause you guys just got linked up like a year or two ago. How, man, how uh, how hard was it to make 10 tracks or was it super easy? Well, so, I I mean, I don't say it's, I don't say it's easy because it's like always a process. Right. And like, uh, for, for what I'm doing, what I've told people is it's the same as like going home and doing your math homework. You know what I mean? Right. Because like, it's enjoyable when you finish it and you're done, you know what I mean? But like during it, you're racking your brain for like what to do and all of this stuff. I love it very much as a mathematician. So like that, that to me, it, it's the beauty of it. But like, honestly, throwing down 10 tracks in a year, um, it really just kind of happened because of quarantine. Yeah. Like if quarantine didn't happen, we probably would have settled for like five, six and been completely fine. We had, Money and a Thing remix, I think I knocked that out with Tony's help in about two months after we met, basically. Like, we yeah. met and started talking about it. He's and like, I, I got something I got to send you. And, and I was I like, it. oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then we, the first night we sat down, we made So Disco. We wrote So, so Disco. Like, and I we did that in probably 10 hours, like, so, total. I, I think it's like what it's not hard. It wasn't hard to put out 10 tracks because I mean, we've got 20 more in the can that are ready. Damn. And so, like, it wasn't hard. We just complete the loops for each other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What, what he was missing, I was bringing, and what I was missing, he was bringing. For and sure. And so, like, it, it just like became very easy for us to work together. And it was like, oh my God, I love that. Yes. Move on. Like, I love this. Perfect. I got something for that. Okay, cool. And so we knew like it was it was just clicking. And then quarantine definitely accelerated things like hardcore. Hell yeah. So y'all work almost like a uh, pun intended production line. Like one person. No, for, yeah. <laughs> That's how we treat it. It's so like yeah. all laid down basically like I don't know, a thirty two a thirty two beat 
loop, you know what I mean? Right. With everything filled in and then sent it to him, basically. And then he'll basically say, I don't like this. I like that. Let's take this out and change it to this. And then that usually starts to build into a track from there. Or it's like, man, I got this great sample for that. Or like, dude, we should do this track. Or and like then, that. I mean, show them came from, I literally wrote like a 16 bar bass loop with a drum beat and it wasn't even like complete. And Tony listened to it a couple of times and came up with the lyrics for it. So yeah, I sent him, I was like, kept listening to it cause I was on a road trip and uh, I just like, I was like, hey, how about this? And I record, like wrote it down, sent him the note. And then like, those were the lyrics because I mean, you know, dance music doesn't isn't supposed isn't overly complicated. Right. Yeah. You know, I think that's the thing. It's like, and so it like even writing original tracks for us, it doesn't seem very like. I don't think you have to make it that difficult or hard. No, for sure. When it I comes mean, to the vo like vocal stuff, it's the beat that's driving the track. Most definitely, I even fun. feel like. Uh, oh, my bad. Sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. No worries. No, that was go. it, man. Go for it. Okay, yeah, I definitely feel like um, dance music now is overcomplicated. Even just the beats, not even just the lyrics. I mean, just the beats themselves. If you yeah. go back and listen, you know, late 80s, early 90s, when House was really starting, you know what I'm saying? When it was just fucking the 808s and the 303s and the 909s, and we were using drum machines that they could fucking barely afford and were broken and shit, but those broken were giving them different frequencies and shit, you know? It was exactly. so simple, man, but the emotion was fucking there. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. Loop, loop, like trying to loop, like Herbie Hancock, I, that's my, my, my jam. And like what he did with like keyboard and what he was doing with synthesizers and just like, I mean, hip hop, that's why I love disco is hip hop is just disco loops. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, so if you like hip hop, you should like dance music. And so that's kind of where that, I mean, I think that comes for us. And I think you're right. It's like, dancing dance music should shouldn't be so complicated no and a lot of it is um a lot of it's very cookie cookie cutter for being overly complicated you know what i'm saying like the emotion isn't there for a lot of it no don't get me wrong it's there for a lot of it as well it's it's just it's a weird blend right now of really pun intended robotic tracks that sound like they were just made in a fucking machine, and then real tracks that sound like an artist actually spent time on it. Well, it, I mean, I think a lot of a lot of it has to do with like everybody's the systems are readily available. There yeah. you go. Yep. Everyone has the ability to do it. You know what I mean? Like, and you can pick it up and literally open up Splice and throw loops into the thing and make a track in an hour. Yeah be done and i think that sometimes with like the way that music has moved with spotify and all the streaming devices people have now started to move towards quantity over quality for sure and yes it's trying to pump out tracks we're we're trying to pump out tracks but we're also trying to pump out tracks that people will play in their sets you know what i mean most definitely and, yeah no i wasn't meaning that towards y'all at all if no, <laughs> trust no, me no, no. I it that way i was just saying in general 50s. yeah no we actually Sorry. appreciate what you're saying <laughs> yeah like, exactly we, 
I mean, we really want our tracks to be heartfelt. I mean, yeah. like Daft Punk, Justice, mm-hmm. like dance music that's not overly complicated, timeless. but is super, yeah, timeless and has a super lot of heart in it. I mean, yeah. you know, they, they have an appreciation for the years of dance music. And I think, right. you know, with so many people having the, the ability to be able to make it, and which is amazing, it's going to make so much better music out there, but there is a lot of it. And so, like, not all of it. If you're trying to make a song every day and release it every day or whatever, because that's what the industry is pushing you to try to do, mm-hmm. it's not all going to be quality. No. Yeah, never. If you're if you're sitting there just pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing just to have something out because you feel like you have to compete. Yeah. I'd say almost 9.9 out of the 10 tracks you're putting out are shit. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or they sound, or all <laughs> 9 of those tracks sound exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> For real, and which I also so that's a crazy thing too that I think is being focused on. When I don't, I don't think it's a um, huge issue, uh, but I do think it's important to know. Is sound design, man. If you go back and listen to like early albums, uh, again like the late '80s, early '90s in house, which I know, you know that's fucking thirty years ago now. But I like my old house. They fucking. Oh yeah, it's great shit, man. But they all used on like the same album, they would use a lot of the same synths on different songs, but those songs would sound fucking different, but you knew it was them. My prime example for that is Inner City. You can check out Paradise and then Good Life. It's the same damn synth. The songs are totally fucking different. Yeah. Well, they're trying to be a band. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like elect- electronic music was, I mean, originally you had a band playing all of these all instruments, of the instruments, the dance yeah. music was made by band. Now it's made by one person. So like you can have a drummer with 10 arms. Yep. It's crazy, man. I just, oh man. That's what we talk about all the time in our, in our drum beats is when we're making it is like, could somebody actually play? We, like, we want to play this live. Like if right. we wanted to play this live, could this happen? Or is this the 10 arm drummer just destroying stuff or, you know, the slipknot three drummers all playing at once, you know, like, but that's kind of been the goal to our music is honestly, we do try to minimalize it as much as possible with what we do. Yeah. We just talked about it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, I'll go. Uh, I'll, I'm gonna do one more little tangent about the shit. Then I'll get off the topic. Cause I know everyone's probably like, shut the fuck up. But dude, so the way technology is now too is like you were talking about the 10 handed drummer you can just do whatever you want so uh david lee roth uh from eddie or from van halen would talk about they would go in and record eddie van halen rest in peace uh he would do all types of different solos right and they would go in i mean he'd record like 16 different fucking solos right for this one song same song 16 different solos they would go in listen to each one he would pick the little bits that he liked right from each solo mash it together into one solo and then he would have to learn that solo sometimes he'd be all the way at the top of the neck and have to like within a split second drop all the way down hit a note then drop all the way back you know what i'm saying like it's crazy man it's technology is insane what it can do, like both good and bad, obviously. 
I only do that to our singers from time to time. <laughs> Change the that they've had. It's like the whole thing has changed. They've got to redo the cadence and everything. <laughs> Most definitely, man. Let's switch the topic up a little bit from music. We'll come back and hit a little bit more topics. I want to talk about some of the labels you've released on and everything. But let's switch the topic up a little bit, man. So who, which one of y'all, I'm guessing it's Tony because you're from Wisconsin. You're a Packers fan, right? I am. Yeah, yeah. So are y'all like really into sports? Like, Tell me about the uh, sports love. Oh, yeah. I am hardcore Packer fan, hardcore Badger fan. Uh, yeah, I mean, this year they're unstoppable. A Rod MVP. Um, no, I I love sports. I that's I, you know, you're not born in Wisconsin without it being like cheese in your blood, cheese and like, butter, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah, sports for me is is a huge huge part of my life. I love love it. So, uh. Are you, I mean, what, what kind of a, you're a fan of what, what team? Oh man. Uh, you know, I'm a Homer, uh, Cowboys, you know, Rangers. I'm a huge hockey fan, huge hockey fan. So Cowboys, so you got our leftover coach. So how did that work out for you this year? Um, you know what? Uh, you let me know how, uh, if Rogers had got hurt, how it would have worked out for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. That is very true. Very true. Are y'all into uh, hockey at all? Because I know y'all got the uh, the Arizona Coyotes up there. See, I'm not. I don't watch many sports at all. I okay. used to do when I lived up in uh, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. I used to watch hockey because it was the Bruins, and it's like, man, you gotta go watch the Bruins play. You know, right? So <laughs> <laughs> I don't follow many sports right now. Yeah, I was- spend a lot of time actually in the studio right for sure yeah Yeah, wisconsin only had a college team for hockey so yeah never really got it you know i never had an nhl like team so i never really got into hockey most definitely old yeah uh, (laughs) yeah no i feel that i feel that completely it's all good man it's all good hockey ain't for everybody anyway man uh, my 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 brother-in-law yeah, right. Yeah, my brother-in-law, he, him, and his brother are from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they played for the Gophers. The one did. He was all Minnesota. He plays. He's playing over in Russia right now. Oh wow! Yeah, so he's been playing for them all during quarantine, like over in Russia. He's pretty good. He's like, um, he's a good hockey player. I think he's with the uh, the Sharks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Hell yeah. We'll have to talk, man. I'd love to get him. I'd love to get him on the podcast. Talk about, especially playing over in Russia, man. Oh, I can't do these videos that he they show of his team, like their social media th- is like insane. The stories he has. So, oh, I, yeah. I we'll, bet. We'll get him on. Hell we'll yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. What do y'all do uh, hobby wise, especially during quarantine, man? Like, what new hobbies besides you know production uh, have y'all picked up, and what have you kind of left behind? Um, I picked up. I do a lot of puzzles, and uh, I potted <laughs> a lot of plants. Okay. <laughs> no, seriously, that that's like what I did. I mean, but really, I mean, music and like I think work is really our hobby, right? So music like a hobby and like i do design i do graphic design and like it's 
that's my hobby. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, I really, do. it is. Correct. And I do. I mean, I read a lot. So I just read a bunch of books. I also play some video games from time to time. Knocked out the new Star Wars. Uh, what is it? The, the Fallen Order. I knocked out Fallen Order, and then I knocked out the new, uh, the flight one. I forgot what it's called. Anyway. Ooh, I haven't seen. I haven't seen that one or heard about that one yet. I need to check that one out. I actually watched a gameplay because uh, I have. I just have old systems. I have like a PlayStation Three. I don't. I don't get to play much with. I got. I have two kids, so I'm busy as hell. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's the Fallen Order is great, man. I watched the gameplay of it, like I said. Dude, the story on the Fallen Order, and then just the visuals alone. Oh my god, it's amazing. And you brought over here? Yeah, uh, Battlefront is what I brought over here. Oh, Battlefront 2. But yeah, no, the visuals on that are amazing. And they did an awesome job on the storyline. And honestly, like, giving you a character that's not, you know, like Darth Vader or Luke or Anakin, that's yeah. like just powerful like he really wasn't and that was the cool part about it you know so yeah hell yeah man that's hell yeah do you uh are you into the video games tony uh you know i used to be uh i used to play ncaa football like hey like, yep yep wake up morning played a lot of madden uh until the, the oh, last yeah. was like 2014 yep yeah, it's pretty pretty sad. Yeah, <laughs> I, ha I have it on my PlayStation Three. <laughs> yeah, exactly what I have, and I was just gonna whip it out the other day because I, I I mean I just loved that game. Mm -hmm. Oh, you do have okay. I was looking for my controller. I knew that was coming up. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, and he lost his controller. I, that like, I, I have in my backpack. That's, that's yeah. awesome. All right, cool. But yeah, that's like I used to play a lot. I mean, I love watching people play like newer stuff. Yeah, for uh, sure. We have a buddy that's got Oculus, like Oculus Rift, and we've played that a few times since he's had it. That's just, it's just crazy. The VR is insane, man. Like that honestly, VR sh is like I just never imagined that. I mean. Man, yeah. for yeah. real, I played uh, one of the Resident Evil games, like the newer ones, so you know they're kind of shitty. But <laughs> with VR, oh my oh, god! Scary. Yeah, I was yeah, I was gonna shit my pants, man. It was fucking scary as shit. So, <laughs> yeah, I played the Iron Man game, and you like take off at the beginning, flying, and I like literally. Like my heart like sunk into my stomach. I was like, "Oh God, I'm gonna die!" As I'm like standing on the ground. We, we played VR. the free you know like we like? played the free like plank game, the free plank game. Uh -huh. And like I thought like where you walk and plant and you like on the top of a building and then you like fall. I, I thought I was like literally gonna have a heart attack. Yeah, but. it's crazy. And what's insane is. Man, so I had this idea, and whoever does this, uh, if they do do it, you know, throw me a little bit of change. But, uh, okay. <laughs> man, I had this idea, and they've kind of somewhat implemented this, but you can sell virtual reality tickets. And I know they have with DJs to a point, but I'm talking sports events. I'm talking like Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can have – I mean, you can – it's like you're there, but you don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to do the travel. You don't have to pay the insane ticket price. Let's say you pay. You almost make it like a pay-per-view. You charge 50 bucks a ticket for anyone that has the VR headset. They kind of get to pick where they sit at, you know, wherever the cameras are set up or whatever. Oh, it would be badass. 
I mean, this year, if the pack when the pack when the Packers are in the Super Bowl, give me that. I will pay to have a seat in that stadium on VR. Uh, in, uh, in, in VR. In VR, sorry. That's what I'm saying. Like, you could, I mean, you they've already done it with virtual concerts. They've done it with, like, little, uh, like, uh, kind of like chat room type things, but, like, 3D chat rooms, you know, where you have avatars and everything. But let's say you really implement that, which I know it's got to be fucking easy. There's no way yeah. it's hard. There's no way. Yeah. And you implement it into the World Series, the Super Bowl, the fucking Stanley Cup, the FIFA World Cup. You know what I'm saying? Do think about how much money they would make off the World Cup. Exactly. Oh, so much money. Yeah. I mean, there's no way it's hard to set up. Well, you, you better get on it because it might be somebody trying to do that. I know. That's what I'm saying. If someone does it, shit, you better call it the reckless, reckless view <laughs> or something. <laughs> we are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's uh let's switch back over to the music. Let's talk about the labels that you've released on. I'm talking like G Mafia. I'm talking uh what is it? Future Syndicate. Tell me something about some of the labels and how uh did you reach out to them or did they, did they reach out to you? So I mean, it's been a combo of both, honestly, mm-hmm. which has been cool. Like uh Gangsta House Records reached out to us and then um asked actually asking us for a demo you know what i mean so yeah. we sent them G, and they like signed that pretty much immediately which was really dope honestly like signing the records has been super easy like it's just about being patient about it like you've yeah. got to send the record out and you've got to let it sit in your lap for like months <laughs> yes yes that's, that's the hardest part about this is honestly like is because i finish it and i it's like two weeks from then, Tony's like, do you want to play this song in our sets? And I'm like, no, dude, I made that track. We're on to the yeah, next one. Yeah, we're done <laughs> listening to right. it. Right. Yep. It's, um, it's yeah, my big issue, day. too. Sorry, not to cut you off. It's my big issue, too. I make a song. By the time it's starting to come out, like my new song, uh, Blackout, that's coming out, uh, I need to be playing it in sets, but I'm already so fucking burnt out on it. Yeah, exactly. And so... Here's our solution to the problem. We started sending like basically the stems and the vocals to some of our boys. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we sent Devil, like the stems to that to our boy, who's actually is Future Syndicate. That's his uh, DJ name, and uh, he's doing like a '90s house remix of Devil now. Like basically, oh shit. We're, we'll get a different style of that yeah. same track, so we don't have to listen. I think that's you know? the yeah. That's kind of our way to get around it that's been our way to get around it is like send send out the stems like hey dude here's the stems do what you want with it and then they send it back being like hey would you like it and most of the time it's a dope track you know right for sure yeah it's at least gonna be decent enough to play out and it's your track so now you have double reason to play it out so the homies it's dope and it's your track exactly dude so yeah that's that's been our solution to that problem recently so we've got i think a remix of devil coming out and then a remix of our next track which is called go in with our first uh track with an actual vocalist so it's like more of a like pop dance track Mm -hmm. um but like basically that's our next track coming out and we've got a remix of it that Haas did that's like almost like phlegmatic dog like version of it oh shit yeah so it's i mean it took this like real poppy electro pop dance track to this like 
dirty house track, you know? Damn. Which, hell yeah. I got to hear that. You guys got to link me off air. <laughs> all right. We definitely will, man. <laughs> yeah, well, then it's right now. Hell yeah. Big bet, man. Right. You, well, you know what that means now, too, since you told me that secret. That means uh, y'all are going to have to do a Reckless Ryan remix, and I'm going to have to do a Handsome Boys remix. <laughs> we absolutely. We absolutely will do that. Man. Hell sure. yeah, man. So, dude. 115,000 total streams in y'all's first year together? Yes. Somehow. Dude. Yeah. That's insane. That's wild. (laughs) I think that's why we did it, like, to kind of show to, like, ourselves. We looked at it, and that was honestly, like, we just took SoundCloud and Spotify. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, like... Dude, it's we couldn't have asked for anything more. Honestly, like I'm almost speechless because I think about it and I'm like, I've been thinking about putting music out for five years. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah, yeah just sitting on it, right? I think that is the thing for both of us. It took this long to for us to meet somebody else that we were gonna do things properly, how we wanted it to sound, what mm-hmm. we wanted it to be. Like it's hard when you put something out there and you wait for one play. Yes. I mean, it's like you send people things and you're like, you have 10 plays on it. That's a reality Yeah. Like for most people. So like for us to have that many streams and for them to be like very organic listeners that are like real people and like <laughs> to listen to our music who is pretty huge like we've got a track that plays in uh namibia like literally every sunday like wow and they like tag us in it on twitter like we're playing your track in namibia like on this radio station and it's every sunday and that just happened to be like i was looking through stuff and shot this dude an email like to his radio station with like here's the track he sent me back love it will you send me a download send him the download and now it plays in namibia like once a week yeah for like (laughs) i mean so crazy get our our apple uh you know our apple music weekly reports where we're getting shazam like you know we've got 300 plays average for a week and then we've getting shazam like 10 times in all these different countries it's very weird it's just bizarre that's that's kind of you know, I don't think we ever would have thought that would happen in our first year of even meeting no each way. other. Um, I think we were, uh, you know, we're re- realists. And I think we knew that it it's realistically three years before we would have a name for ourselves. Right. Yeah. Damn, yeah, that's I, crazy. It takes five years to blow up overnight. Right. Yeah. That's what everyone. Yeah. So everyone doesn't see, they don't see the hard work that goes into it behind the scenes. They just see, you know, the face or the, uh, the Richard H smiley face that gets thrown (laughs) in front of them. (laughs) Man, that's crazy. That's awesome though, man. Like I, I'm, we're going to get you out of 500,000 this year. That's what we're going to do. Like we just want to do a shout out to Sashling records. Uh, less, less beaver, they're a local record uh, label and like, we'll be releasing more stuff with them, but that's huge to have also like, you know, to be able to release um, on, a, on a label that's like homies and up and coming and in the scene with us. Like once we're able to, you know, 
be all together again, mm-hmm. like actual shows, like this is the crew that, you know, our Phoenix crew that we're trying to build a scene with and to release a label like on their label and for them to be doing things. I think that was also huge for us too, because we, we do want to like, we wanted to put local. out tracks with like all these big labels, but you also want to like push the smaller ones that you can see, like have a good, good motto and a good ethos, you know, behind yeah. them. And that like really like, honestly, they're the best contract we signed all year. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like those Apple plays, those are, that's from that track. Yeah. That's like, we've received the most feedback of like positivity of other DJs playing it out too. And not just like homies, like people we don't really even know or to have talked to before. For sure. Um, It's just, it's like that part's really, I think that's more rewarding than like somebody we don't have any, we well, don't know. I mean, or, like, just dude, it was like, up. even how we met you, like, you tweeted out that OMG was dope as shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You yep. reached out and connected. And that's like, it's the same thing. Like, dude, that's how we've <laughs> to, built. To, to connect with like real people in yeah, this day and that's age. That's kind that's of how hard. we've built this whole thing is like literally like authentically connecting with people instead of like, it's it's me that's reaching out or it's Tony that's reaching out and being like, thank you so much, dude. We appreciate you and all of that stuff instead of like a manager or like, yes, yes. Or, or just thinking you're better than somebody. Correct. Or, thinking, or you're... thinking you're better than somebody because I've put out all these tracks because like, dude, we're all the same. We're all putting out and we're all trying to do music. So yeah. it's like lift each that's other a, up. It's a big thing for us is building like together rather exactly. than, than fighting against each other most definitely sure. man and that's uh not only right man that's a it's a good goal and a good idea and a good philosophy to have in general and right now i think it's more important than ever to show love i mean yeah. the scene's not even a scene yeah like, it's not yeah you have occasional shows going like I've, I've been playing the last couple fridays uh you know it's masked it's socially distanced it's legal like the state of texas is allowing it and shit but i mean there's 50 people that show up that's it everyone's scared to go out which i totally get i completely understand but that's it dude like that's the scene right now even at these drive-in shows you're only getting a couple hundred cars no, for sure. And we had like the pod events out here in uh, Phoenix for a while. Mm-hmm. Like I think they did that one weekend after another where it was like 10 people to like a little pod and socially distanced. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's crazy, Even man. That, like they weren't making out enough money for it to be like lucrative. Cause it was like two months straight and then they dropped it off. Right. Like, it just appeared, you know? And so that seems like, yeah, most definitely there weren't enough people coming to make it worth their while, you know? And yeah. I think we have a couple places that are still going. Unfortunately, here in Arizona, we still have, like, the underground scene and the desert scene that has not given a shit and just kept rolling through the whole thing, so. Right. Yeah, now there's plenty of fucking idiots out there who aren't rolling. <laughs> they aren't doing it the right way. Correct, like, yeah. Yeah, they're all over the place, man. It's fucking stupid. But more positivity. Um, <laughs> uh, man, that's the number one tip I can give anybody. And uh, I mean, y'all already know. Y'all mentioned it. Is to just be genuine. And if 
anyone says a comment or a, you know a good comment if anyone gives you any type of praise just fucking show them love back man it takes two seconds to say thanks bro i really appreciate it heart i think it takes a lot for somebody to say something to you too yeah, I mean, yeah. for me to say something to comment on something it takes a lot because i don't love social media and i don't right that's not my strong suit and <laughs> as i'm typing i'm like will this dude even like this or blah you know there's yeah. so much that goes into yeah. it they, it's and i get it it's hard we've to seen even... support too by like we want to play and be supportive of other artists that are up and coming and not play just like the all mm-hmm. the the top 10 groups like yes. yeah borlini this dude out of cleveland ohio is, is phenomenal and we love and him. we love everything <laughs> he does and we've literally played probably one of his tracks and in like, every you know set. he, he shows yeah. love back and it was like thanks for putting us in, in your mix like that's huge and i think it's like this interstate connection too between people like is only going to help build scenes and p- you be able to play shows with the people that you want to play shows with. And it's all about, I mean, there's enough of this pie for us all to get. Oh yeah. There's no competition. There's no such thing as competition. There doesn't need to be. (laughs) Yeah. Like there's a lot of people. And honestly, there's a lot of people that love dance music. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's a whole fucking world that loves it. Yeah. I mean, that's where we're at too. We're like trying to get that visa money. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I feel you. Trust me. I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's 70 year old still playing house music in like yeah, Mykonos. Let me, let me Carl talk please. You know? <laughs> For real. Please, please. <laughs> but yeah, man. And that's to double back on what you said. It's so, man, it's, I don't want to say, uh, I don't want to say hard, I, but it, it's beneficial to show love when you love something. You know what I'm saying? If you find a track that you like, what does it cost to tweet it out? That's what I do. You know what I'm saying? I go and look for new music. I go and find new artists. I tweet out the song that I like or I post it on Instagram and just tag them. The worst that's going to happen is that they open it and like, okay, and don't fucking say anything. The best that's going to happen is you start a communication in the DMs. They end up on your podcast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's what I'm worst saying. Worst that happens is he doesn't message you back and then you're still in the same boat from the beginning. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so that's, it, yeah. Whatever. That's and that's the number one thing too, man. Because there's a there's a whole lot of new cats out there coming up. There just is, especially in quarantine, like y'all said, man. There's someone who spent all year learning sound design, learning structure, whatever. And next year or or 2021, this year, they're gonna kill some shit. They, I mean, they're gonna destroy. You know what I'm saying? And the number yep. one thing, if I can get it to anyone's head, is just show love man just support everyone there's no such thing as fucking competition absolutely oh exactly yeah 100 percent. it's fucking crazy man but shit anyway <laughs> man so what do y'all have coming up next that you can uh talk about we've got go in with uh a singer kai coming out the 26th of january okay it's more of a pop house track and i see that but it's like it's still like it's, slap it's still house. Oh, got like a dirty slap house drop. You know what I mean? So yes. Like yeah. Hell yeah. Dirty slap house drop. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So that's coming out uh, the 26th. 
we've been talking about releasing our remix of Bodak Yellow, but we haven't decided on a date. We've played that a couple times, and then we've got a couple other remixes. And then honestly, like, so the label that you talked about, Future Syndicate Records, mm-hmm. is uh, our brainchild. So like, all of the all of the uh, releases that were on Future Syndicate Records are actually our self releases. Okay, and. Now we're trying to turn that brainchild into like an actual yeah. child. So yeah, <laughs> so I think mid mid probably February end of February we're le- releasing our first compilation, Future um, Syndicate compilation, oh, and it'll shit. be like okay, uh, and it'll have about six or seven tracks probably on it of mm-hmm. like homies and us, and, and it'll all be it'll be completely different house. Like yeah. everyone does different house and it'll all be house, but it'll be just different. House, yeah. You know? So like, yeah, God, yeah. our boy Ben is putting out like a totally like nineties style, like beautiful vocal, like house track. And then our boy hot, ha- I mean, Haas, he only does the dirty. I mean, that's <laughs> like you pay me and OMG or like we sent him ID ideas with the bass lines like keyed in and then Haas made it like even dirtier. Like like, that's what he does. So uh, he's got a couple dirty tracks ready. And then we've got a couple friends up in Flagstaff that also make uh, different styles of house. One's progressive and one is bass house. And they've got a couple tracks in that. So we're just trying to put out a label that's like, not and just one on genre, and then, yeah, our every track day. Every Day is on there as well. And we'll send those to you after here. After oh, yeah. Shit, I'm all about it, man. I do, uh, I do, I need to get back on it because the holidays really fucked everything up, but I do a monthly um, podcast as well that's only music. Awesome. Oh, dope. Yeah, it's nice. called, yeah, it's rec- uh, Reckless Radio, and it's all just tracks, and like you guys said, I uh, I don't play any mainstream shit. It's uh, it's all remixes from producers that are homies or you know underground or whatever. I don't play any of the top 100 shit. I don't play any top 40 shit. Yeah. It's all showing love to people. Like that's what we need is like There's more of people that. doing that. Yeah, shit. more of that. Because we we don't know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> we like, I mean, during quarantine, it's funny. Like we were like, oh, should we start a Twitch? We're thing? gonna should start, we start a Twitch. Video? It's like no. We are not video producers. We can't do this to our standard and quality, you know, talking about going, moving back to like the visuals and stuff. We knew we weren't going to be able to do it the way we wanted to do it. And it was going to take for, it's just like, no, it's like, we're just going to make two dudes in a basement. Yeah. It was like playing, you know, and I was like, like, we're just going to focus on making music. And that was really, I, you know, but we, we love that uh, there's other ways to, there's people out there doing things that support and like, that's huge. Well, like, dude, somehow we've managed our goals of this year. Like we wanted to play Melrose house, which was like a regular Thursday night, like house scene here in the Phoenix area. That's been going on for like three or four years. And that was like a main goal. And like when quarantine happened, we were like, well, we can throw that one the hell out the window. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're not going to play great. that. And then, like, the end of this year, they hit us up and asked us to play their live stream. So it was like, somehow that came back around, <laughs> you know? Like, Shit. Hell yeah, man. It's crazy how they just, things just come in circles, man. It's crazy. Well, shit, hell yeah, dude. That's what's up, guys. I'm 
super pumped, man. I'm super excited to hear what y'all send me off uh, off air and then what comes out later on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, man, we really appreciate you supporting and, and putting us on here and talking to you and just connecting. Definitely. Hell yeah, guys. No, I appreciate y'all. Where can, uh, where can everybody find y'all at? At Handsome Boys. And it's uh, handsome boys, no vowels, and then boys spelled the dumbest way you can think. B-O-I-Z. BDSM boys. It's not that. Hell Well, all right, guys. Let's go ahead and wrap this episode up. Let's uh let's go ahead and sign off here. I am Reckless Ryan. That was the handsome boys right there. Remember no no uh what is that? No vowels, right? No vowels? Yeah. Yeah, I'm done with the vocab. <laughs> no vowels, handsome boys. This was talking reckless and uh hey, get ready for their new stuff coming out January twenty sixth. All right, we'll see y'all next time. Say adios, brothers. Adios. Peace out.